every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, yeah. Better than this. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this shit. What's better than this, guys? We and dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Wednesday edition of the show. We're going to get into some predictions, some rookie stat predictions for you on the podcast today. But before we do, remember, you can get Draft Dudes on the new podcasting app Himalaya as well as Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and make sure you tell your smart device to play podcast draft dudes. Kyle, happy hump day, sir. Thank you. I am ready to progress into the second half of this week and get to Thirsty Thursday. Oh, ahead of hump day. oh yeah. wow. A, a segment I was completely unaware of that we're doing tomorrow. I'm excited. Oh, what is it? I, I didn't I didn't announce that that was the segment. Oh. I'm going to have to make it now because now it's become (laughs) here. I'm just saying it's, you know, I spent a whole week drinking whiskey down in the Central America and haven't had anything since. And I'm trying to survive till tomorrow before I do my first pour of uh, American adult beverage. What did you drink in St. Lucia? Uh, Jack and diet. That's it. (laughs) Your resort had Jack. Mine did not. (laughs) Mine had Jack, but their Coke wasn't real diet coke it threw me off <laughs> coke light right it's yeah it was bullshit <laughs> i asked for a diet coke and she pulls out a red red labeled coke and pours <laughs> it in my drink and i'm like this bitch did not listen to me i said diet coke so i like begrudgingly drank it and then somebody else ordered one and i saw it and they're like oh yeah it's the white caps if it's got a white cap then it's zero sugar and i was like oh I have to I, apologize to this woman in my head now because I cussed her out. I rocked with uh, – thank you, Brad Kelly. I rocked with the tequila pineapple in the Dominican. Ah, yeah, nice. A lot, a lot of tequila pineapple, and uh, I don't think there's a better beverage when the sun's out and you're outside. Yeah. But yeah. this is fun, right? This is like potentially our first set of bets for the 2019 season. Because we're going to declare our picks for uh, leaders among the notable statistical categories for rookies in 2019. Kyle, what what categories are we doing? I don't think we have a, we ever established a full list. Passing yards, rushing yards, receiving yards, tackles, sacks, and interceptions. Okay, that's good. I'm rocking with it. All right, so passing yards, let's get to that first. The leader, the 2018 leader in passing yards among rookies was Baker Mayfield with 3,725 yards. Kyle Krabs, your prediction for the rookie leader in 2019? Tyler Murray. He's going to throw for 3,500 yards this year at Arizona. That's my bold prediction. Do you want context? Do you want why? Um, well, I mean, this will be a 10 minute podcast otherwise, but, uh, <laughs> listen, jackass, I think Washington won't commit to Haskins immediately because yeah. I know they like Colt McCoy, uh, Drew Locks behind Joe Flacco. Daniel Jones is behind Eli Manning. Kyler's the logical choice because he's probably the only one that's been given the keys to the car already. Now, how much production is that going to yield? Um, 
I'd like to think that with Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray as the combo, you'll get a lot of production, but is that going to translate to like high efficiency in the NFL or is it just going to be volume? And if it's volume, but he's not efficient, then I think the passing numbers might be a little bit lower than some anticipate. So for me, I'm going Kyler Murray as well. Obviously, the the kind of the rationale is Arizona didn't move on from Josh Rosen and take Kyler Murray at number one overall to start Brett Hundley this year. That, that's that's not the plan, right? So he's just going to have the biggest opportunity. I think he'll be, be successful. Here's the interesting part about Haskins, right? And I'm glad you mentioned him. Obviously, we're dismissing Daniel Jones because I don't think he's going to play much, if at all, in, in 2019. Here's the deal with Washington and Dwayne Haskins and what makes it an interesting discussion for me. Jay Gruden has not been a great head coach in the NFL in terms of his record. He's 35-44-1 in five seasons as the head coach of the Washington Redskins. He's finished third in the NFC East each of the last three years. Is his best chance to continue his career as the head coach of the Washington Redskins by starting Dwayne Haskins and stealing some promise and and the ownership believing that we got to keep Gruden and Haskins together to build on this? Or is it by trying to roll with Keith Keenan or Colt McCoy and challenging for nine or ten wins that way? And if he opts to go with showing that rookie promise, then we could have a discussion here because Haskins is going to play. If they both started 16 games, Haskins and Murray, does that change your answer? No, because I still think Arizona has more volume in their passing. Okay. All right. I'm with you. I'm with you, but I think that's an interesting part of the discussion. Could Washington roll with Haskins, not necessarily specifically because it potentially elongates Gruden, but it's got to be something he thinks about. Right. All right, like the only, they're the only only two only two candidates. You got to go first in rushing now. Yeah, well, rushing yards. So rushing yards. The 2018 leader was Saquon Barkley, 1,307 rushing yards. Um, I don't think we're getting there. I don't think we're going to get there. But to me, this this is Josh Jacobs with the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Marshawn Lynch not in the mix. Isaiah Crowell has already torn his Achilles tendon. There's a clear path for him to be the lead back for the Oakland Raiders. And I'm not sure that's true with any other rookie running back this year. So I have Josh Jacobs. I have him getting 960 rushing yards in 2019. 960. Yep. Give me a thousand for Jacobs. I'll go a thousand on the dot. Maybe that's a bet for us over under 99, 999.5 rushing yards for Jacobs. You're taking the under. Ooh. <laughs> I know how much these bets matter, and so like I have to feel really confident about that. He's a coward, folks. <laughs> I just don't feel confident in the bet. I bet that nine sixty. You're going to give me thirty nine and a half rushing yards, and and have me put my reputation on the line. Losing a bet to Kyle Krabs is not something you want to do. It's true. It's very true. So I know, I know what I'm working with here, Kyle. We've done almost 550 podcasts together. All right. I know how this goes. All right. So I also think it's Josh Jacobs. I look over the rest of my my top backs in this year's class. Daryl Henderson went 70th to the Rams. Todd Gurley's there. So can't imagine, you know. Now, here's the thing. If Gurley gets hurt, right, because we're talking about the knee, Henderson's a great fit in that offense. Yeah. He could be a home run hitter. 
But I think the situation with Gurley, if you're assuming health, automatically eliminates him from the equation. Miles Sanders, if he was the featured back, I could see it, but they traded for Jordan Howard. Um, so an established veteran in his way as well. And the Eagles have been a team that have rotated backs a ton in the last few years, yep. in part because they don't have the talent to commit to somebody, but also in part because they like to keep those guys fresh and use them in certain situations. Uh, Justice Hill went to Baltimore. No. who They, they signed Mark Ingram, right? Yeah, and they have Gus uh, Johnson or Gus yeah. Edwards. Gus Edwards. And then Devin Singletary was my other back in the top five uh, behind Shady McCoy. And, and Frank Gore. So that ain't going to happen. So no. give me Josh Jacobs. I think just based on the, the virtue of Oakland getting so much upgraded uh, athletes in space for pass catchers, I think they'll have a little bit more room to work with. Um, and, and I do think that they will be able to kind of ground and pound their way to a thousand yard season for Josh Jacobs. All right, Kyle, receiving yards. To me, this one's the most difficult position or stat category to figure out. And you get to go first. Yeah, I know. I'm looking at my list right now. Um, I mean, there's like five or six names that I think will have legitimate claims. Yeah, this is a tough. Holy shit. (laughs) Um, I want to say DK, but I feel like that's lazy. Why? Because he was my top receiver. You know, I don't want to sit here and go go right down with, with top players at each position. I'll give you a sleeper. Okay. A.J. Brown. Tennessee, right? Yep. Sure. Yeah. Why? I mean, that's a, to me, he's one of the five or six guys I thought was part of the conversation. Yep. I, I could really see him carving out because he is big and physical. And, and Tennessee, they're going to run, you know, the outside zone stuff. He's going to be on the field a lot when they go – single back and he's going to be asked to, to do a lot of blocking. So that in mind, that's going to translate to play action passing, which is where Marcus Mariota is so good. And I think him being in the middle of the field is like uh, that big slot type receiver. I think they can feed off of utilizing him so much as a blocker. It will lead to a higher snap count for him. And then that transitioning into play action passing and Tennessee's offensive tendencies where the linebackers are going to suck up. He's going to be able to get into the second level pretty clean. I think there's a favorable situation there, even though they're not going to be a super high volume passing offense. I think it's a really great fit for AJ Brown in Tennessee. Kyle, I'm going DK Metcalf. And obviously we know what I think about his talent. But now he's paired with Russ Wilson, right, who loves to air it out deep. And I think – I'm not sure he'll lead the rookies in receptions, but his yards per catch and his ability to really get vertical and Russ Wilson's ability to get him the football in a situation where we don't have uh, Doug Baldwin as part of the mix anymore. The receivers outside of DK Metcalf, Tyler Rocket, who's going to be a slot guy, you know, David Moore, who's – He's had some flashes over the last couple of seasons. I know they like him. Jerron Brown, Amara Darbo, like DK Metcalf's going to be the X receiver from day one. And I like his potential to produce. I think, uh, I think you have a good choice there in AJ Brown. AJ Harry's a total wild card. You know, like Brady could just develop a connection there and he can just blow this whole thing up. Right. 
Brian Kelly wrote an article this week on the Draft Network about this, and he chose Miko Hardman, and I think his number two was uh, Terry McCorn. And you have Paris Campbell pretty high up there. I mean, this is this is a challenging discussion. Are there any tight ends in the mix? I mean, TJ Hawkinson's a friggin' top 10 pick, and Noah Fan has Joe Flacco. Right. And it's like rookie receivers, you got to be a really special one to end up going over like 1,000 yards. Right. The leader last year was Calvin Ridley with 821. Right. So if tight ends are getting six, 700 yards, they could push it. Maybe. They'd be, they'd probably be in there. I bet there's at least one tight end in the top five in rookie receiving this year. Really? Yeah. That's that's interesting. It would, it would have to be Hawker Fant. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's either Irv or, or Jace or True it, would, it would be one of the yeah. <laughs> pick number fifty two overall. Trevon Wesco, you know. Yeah. Uh, at least Trevon yeah. Wesco was drafted somewhere in a reasonable area. Yeah. The Bengals took him fifty two. I'm trying, I'm trying, trying to wrap my head around that one still, Joe. But yeah, I think one of the Iowa kids gets in the top five in rookie receiving this year. Remember to get this show every day by subscribing to Draft Dudes on the new Himalaya podcast app. In an ever-expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya with their personally curated playlists and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store. Make sure you subscribe to Draft Dudes. Kyle, let's talk defense. Tackles. Who, do it. who is going to lead the National Football League in tackles amongst rookies? Last year, Darius Leonard racked up 163 of those. I this think it's my turn to go first, isn't it, it right? It is your turn. Damn it, don't throw me under the bus. This one's easy, right? It's Devin White. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know it's like he's a top five picket linebacker, but right away he's plugged into the middle of that defense, a defense that I think will probably be on the field a decent amount, given some questions about what they have going on in the back end and you know, you know, who's their pass rushers, that type of stuff. I think he's going to be on the field a ton, and, and he's a really – great player in terms of how he translates to the NFL with his physicality, his range, his ability and coverage. I mean, he's going to be all over the place and he's going to rack up a ton of tackles, put him down for 140 and leading rookies. I'm going to disagree with you. You're going to go with another Devin. I'm going with the, the other Devin, the Steelers. Interesting team. You look over their tackle stats from last year. Joe, do you know who their, their leading tackler was in 2018? Uh, Vince, uh, what's his last name? What can't Vince? Vince Williams? Vince Williams, yeah. No. Was it CJ Watt? No. Uh, <laughs> um, Bostic? No. Uh, it wasn't Edmonds. No. Sean Davis? Sean Davis led the team with 80 tackles. Oh, Terrell wow. Edmonds was second with 78. So there, are two, <laughs> there are two starting safeties at 158 tackles combined last year. Give me, give me Devin Bush on the second level to clean up all that trash so you're not asking your third level and your last line of defense to make so many plays because that's a losing recipe. That's that's a big reason why you saw this team slide back to nine, six, and one in 2018. They need to get that, that second level cleaned up. And I think Devin Bush, 
uh, going in for either Vince Williams or John Bostic, who were third and fourth on the team in tackles, will be a big step in the right direction. Kyle, let's talk about sacks. And this NFL draft was billed as really great in terms of pass rush and defensive linemen. So there's plenty of options. And the leader last year, Bradley Chubb, 12 sacks. You get to go first here, Kyle. Who's leading rookies in sacks in 2019? Let's talk about sacks, baby. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about you and me. Who yeah, you know, you know what the song is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know the song. Good. I'm glad. I'm, I appreciate that. All right. So I've got the sack artist in Brian Burns in Carolina. Probably going to be a starter right out the gate. I got Nick Bosa. Bosa's already got a little bit of a lame hamstring. It scares me a little bit. I got Cleveland Farrell. Top five pick, Cleveland Farrell. And then I got Montez Sweat. Those those guys are it for me, and I want to make a bold pick, but I, I really have a hard time going against Nick Bosa, provided that he's healthy because yeah. he's got D Ford on the other side. He's got DeForest Buckner. Now, the counter argument to that is, well, that's a lot of mouths to feed. Like he's got to make sure he gets there first. But Defoe's going to get a ton of attention. And I know D's a little bit of a one-dimensional speed rusher, but I think Nick has the kind of versatility that he could play inside, outside if they want to take Eric Armstead off the field in passing situations and rush from the interior. You can get him in between Defoe and D Ford, I, I think you can do a lot with Nick. And I think because he's capable of rushing through B gaps and C gaps and off the edge, uh, he's going to be my pick. If he's healthy, I don't think this is a hard discussion. It's both. Right. Right. I'll give another name just to kind of play the potential injury factor with Bosa Burns, Brian Burns. And yeah. You think about this defense going to more of a multiple front with a lot of three, four stuff. You've got McCoy, Short, Poe, Vernon Butler, all those tanks on the interior. And they're going to really suffocate that pocket. And it's going to allow guys with speed like Brian Burns to have very favorable rush angles, man. Or really just using his athleticism to navigate through some junk and and get to the quarterback. And and so I, I really see him finding production right away, especially with the improvements that they made. This Panthers team, 27th in sacks last year, I think 31st in pressures. They went crazy now with this McCoy pickup and using two high picks on Christian Miller and Brian Burns. This this pass rush will be better, and I think that Brian Burns has a good opportunity to make a lot of plays here as a rookie. Let's talk about interceptions, Kyle. Last year, Dante Jackson, he led the way with four interceptions as a rookie. And it was interesting, a lot of the cornerbacks and, and safeties this year, they kind of fell a little bit uh, in terms of the high first round area where we're used to seeing cornerbacks get snatched up pretty quickly. My pick, I get to go first here. Yeah, I'm going with Nasir Adderley from the Los Ooh. Angeles Chargers. Yeah, man, this is a really good pass rush, right? Like you've got you've got uh, Ingram and Bota and Jerry Tillery and Brandon Babane. Uh, back there, and then you have a really good back end where you have, you know, uh, Desmond King, and you have Derwin James, you have Casey Hayward already in play. You can be really aggressive, and the dude that's going to be the center fielder behind all of it, 
Nasir Adderley. He has a really good opportunity to to showcase those ball skills and, and make plays on errant throws and very much rush decisions. So put me down for five interceptions for Nas Adderley leading rookies. I'm also going to go with a safety, Joe. But not Adderley. But not Adderley. I'm taking Darnell Savage. I like his range. I think there's a, a very clear opportunity for him, especially when you consider the rest of the secondary there in Green Bay, right? You think okay. about how each one of those guys is, is really promising young guys capable of playing on an island, and they've all got good ball skills. And that allows Darnell Savage to play pretty free in pass coverage and really look to hunt the football. And, and I just think because of the talent that's around him, he doesn't. He's not going to have to be a, a player that plays super conservative. Now the light bulb's going to have to go on, but the light bulb went on for him in 2018 when he was in Maryland. So, provided he's able to carry that over and, and embrace playing free it, at the NFL level, I think there's really exciting potential there. Give me, I guess, probably four. Give me four picks for Darnell Savage. Um, I almost picked your guy Justin Lane here, Joe. I think uh, two or three. Yeah, I think it'll be like two or three. I think you need four or five to lead lead the way, though. Yeah. So give me Darnell Savage. So we're uh, like mind in passing and rushing, but we were different everywhere else. Um. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Of the ones that were different on, which one do you feel the best about? Mm, probably uh, tackles. Probably tackles. Yeah, but that's funny because I feel pretty confident with Bush because of the the situation. Yeah, it's, it's they're both so. good picks. I mean, it. I here's honestly, this is what I, this is why I'll tell you, I feel confident in Devin White. I just think. The Buccaneers' defense will be worse collectively, and there's going to be more tackles that have to be made. And he's just going to be there doing it. All right. Well, I guess you guys are going to have to write all these down. Give us your predictions. You can uh, tweet at us, Joe's at the Joe Marino. I'm at Grinding the Tape. And uh, let us know who you think the rookie leaders are in 2019 in passing yards, rushing yards, receiving yards. Tackles, interceptions, and sacks. We'd love to hear from you guys. I'm Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Draft Dudes podcast. We'll talk with you guys again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Hey, you hear that? That's what home field sounds like. It's how you know it's time to go for the win. Gambet DC is your home field advantage for sports betting. Bet from almost anywhere in DC with an easy to use app and convenient betting locations district wide. Online, in app, or in person. Get the home field advantage with Gambet DC. Must be 18 or older to bet. Please play responsibly.